0: Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, my Dear White People co-star, my true friend, the Reggie to my Joelle, actor Marquis Richardson talks to me about shedding old mindsets and embracing freedom. One of the hardest things we'll ever learn to do in life is to let go of what's familiar. But shedding is an essential part of our growth. Whether it's releasing people, places, habits, or things that no longer serve us, shedding is a necessary process to move more freely and confidently in our lives. Releasing old habits and mindsets can really be tough, but my conversation with Marquis reminded me how important it is to give ourselves grace as we grow.
1: My freedom is a choice every day and sometimes I forget. Sometimes I take five steps forward and then I'll take 10 steps back and lock myself up in this cage thing. But I do know that when I do feel free or remember that I am free and a freestanding man and a person, I can do whatever it is that I want to do.
0: Letting go of old ways of being takes effort, intentionality, and courage. When we peel back our layers and allow ourselves to grow, the person beneath the surface is always far stronger and freer than who we are today. Every day, we have the opportunity to choose freedom. So choose to be courageous and believe that the best you is on the other side of your growth. And in our Sankofa moment, Marquis reveals the talented activist he would have wanted as a co-star.
1: I love her voice. I just loved her... Spirit, her energy, her work, her craftsmanship, her just seemed like dedication to humanity.
0: Hi Marquis, welcome to the pod.
1: Hi Ashley <laughs> Flame, Featherson, <laughs> Jenkins, 51 names. I'm happy to be here. <sighs>
0: I'm so happy you're here, my friend. Logan was my first interview for this season. So it's really cool to have uh, you on now.
1: Yeah. Ping pong, ping pong, I know. Ping I know.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. I want to start with an icebreaker question. Are you down?
1: I love ice.
0: <laughs> Do you? I, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> Not on my body, though. Not on my body. Okay. What film or television show can you watch over and over again?
1: Misery. It's a film I've been watching since uh, uh, maybe I was a little after four, four years old, Mm. Misery, Kathy Bates, and R.I.P. the James, Mr. James, James Kahn. Yes,
0: James Um, Kahn.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that, Pet Sematary, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Um, American Psycho, um, okay, there's a common so phrase here. You,
0: you like the darky, dark stuff. A little like, like but the, not too dark.
1: Crazy whites, crazy whites. Yeah. I love the crazy white <laughs> mess. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love it. I, you know, Marquis, I have to say, knowing you, says a lot about you. It actually <laughs> explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay, I love that. Um, Marquis, tell us, how did we meet?
1: Ooh, the how the the very let's see back in <laughs> 1892. Um, I forgot the exact first time we met, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'll just say the the village of uh, you know the black people that be out here in LA doing things, and this was uh, dear white people of it all. But we met before. It was pre. Uh, we met uh, pre dear yeah, white yeah. people.
0: The movie. I yeah. think it was. Probably, I'm going to go with like 2012. 2012, okay. So
1: I'm going to say you know, it was 2012. about 20,
0: 2012. And I'm going to say, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was like, I think we were all getting, we were probably getting together for like some table read or like a meeting or a hang at someone's <sighs> house. I don't remember either, but we, I remember we ended up working together on a project. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a pilot presentation type of thing. We ended up working on that together shortly after we met. But it was a decade ago. It was a decade for ago. Sure. Yeah. And probably a little over a decade, maybe. And I we were just fast friends. And then we went to go shoot Dear White People together in Minneapolis. Right. And then after that, we were all just still friends. And then we obviously... through in- trauma.
1: But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, actor trauma. trauma. We have actor <laughs> trauma bonds. That's a really real thing, guys. Like, this actor life is insane. And yes. so many things happen to you over the course of your career. And so many of the things that happened to us we kind of experienced together. So um, we definitely had that bond. And then we got to do Dear White People, the series together uh, yeah. and, you know, be Joelle and Reggie. May they live on forever. All right, Marquis, let's go to the beginning. Oh, I want to know, where do you call home?
1: Ooh, I call Southern California. My okay. Because technically, I was born in San Diego, then moved up from San Diego to Inglewood for a second to pursue acting. Because I started when I was four, and then moved uh, to Bellflower. That that if I had to name one place, I'd say proudly Bellflower, California, which nobody knows where it is. It's a crusty little dusty town. Five six two Long Beach, Cerritos, Downey, mm. Lakewood. You know, 91 Freeway 605. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the most California thing you've ever done.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: What would you say Southern California has given you?
1: Sun, sunshine, weather, weather. Uh, light, like bird, man. Because um, there were many times where I was pole and broke and all those things in Southern California. I couldn't imagine doing those things or mm. being those things in like a New York mm-hmm. or somewhere where the weather isn't consistently like, you know, 70 degrees year round. Mm-hmm. So it's giving me light.
0: Mm, light. That's good. I, because I mm-hmm. guess that's true. You know, when you think of Southern California. You think of the palm trees and the sun, and you know uh, life can be dark and cold. You know, mm-hmm. and so I love that you're saying that at times that it could have been that consistently, you were still able to get some light. That's that's beautiful.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So we have another cool similarity, which is that your mother's family is from Newport News, Virginia. Burr, burr, burr. 757
1: 757 Uh, My mother's family
0: My mother's family is from Newport News, Virginia Uh, So I also Spent my summers with my nana In Newport News Which is weird, we were probably like around the corner From each other, playing at the same parks And we just didn't even know And then your father's side of the family is from Detroit and my husband, Daryl's. So my family now is from Detroit. So I think it's cool that we have 757-313 connections. I think that's amazing. Looking back now as a man in your mid thirties, talk to me about your relationship with your parents and how you would say it shaped who you are today.
1: You're over here trying to get people. You here trying to get me. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. So my relationship with my parents has changed drastically mm-hmm. over the last two years. Two mm-hmm. years. And the year before uh, this incident happened in 2020, um, I said to like a, a friend or two, I was like, "Oh yeah, I want to know my parents as adults. I want to know mm-hmm. their story. You know, as my mother as a grown woman, my father." As a grown man. And I want them to know me as as an adult, too. Yeah. Uh, A year to the day of me (laughs) making that request or statement. And we got to know each other real good. Mm -hmm. Um, But that experience was such a cathartic experience in the sense that, like, I saw the buttons that my parents installed in me uh, by watching them and us interact with each other. And so Um. I was like, wow, this is like an out-of-body experience. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was able to handle uh, things um, differently, I guess, if I didn't have that uh, awareness.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: But today we are good. Mm -hmm. We're good. Uh, Many changes, life changes. Um, But through, uh, yes, through the last like, two years, um, I've learned, uh, just to forgive, Mm. um, you know, and to be kind to myself so I can be kind to others and, uh, no judgment. I mean, it's hard at times. So that is one thing. I mean, my parents have taught me so many things. My dad taught me how to be free. My mother taught me how to work hard. Mm. Um, Mm. almost. (laughs) No, that's good
0: though, because you, I love it. My father taught me how to be free and my mother taught me how to work hard. I think that that puts you at a pretty good in-between because it's almost like maybe you you don't overwork because you're always going to need that. I'm not saying you haven't at times, but at least you okay. have that balance inside of you where you're saying, I also need to just be me. I can't be held down by whatever the, you know, the confines of the world or my career are saying that I need to be, be kind of almost suffocated by at times. Like, I need to always be me. And, and I would say, right. knowing you so well, and it's a compliment I've said that I, I appreciate people say about me, but you're mm. consistent. You're the exact same marquee I met 10, 11 years ago. You were the exact same now. You are, and, and I think one of those things is you you are free. You, you've yeah. never come off as someone who maybe internally at times mm-hmm. you felt like you needed to dim your light. But I want you to know as your friend, you don't ever come off that way to, to the people that love you. Oh, it never flash. seems that way to, to those in your orbit.
1: Got you. That's, and that's what's so interesting. Thank you. And, you know, yeah. I feel the same about you, too. Thank um, you. And uh, I say what's so interesting about that remark in which I've gotten at times from people like, oh, yeah, Marquis don't care about, about, about nothing. <laughs> he don't care about nothing. And then on the inside, I'm like, well, actually, I do. Mm-hmm. And then like more recently realizing like the stuff that I actually do care about or the stuff that has actually blocked me from being as free uh, that I could. Um, but a lot of the the stuff that I felt like I needed to get free from, um, I got aware that only I can free myself from that. Like nobody else can do that.
0: Having reached a beautiful point of healing with your parents and forgiveness and and grace giving, um do you feel lighter? Like, what about you feels different? I feel like I feel like it's it's something you have to be walking a little bit different in the world, having that that load lightened a little bit or lessened, maybe. so what does that what does that look like or feel like for you?
1: I mean, to be honest, like it's every day is a choice. Like mm-hmm. my freedom is a choice every day, and sometimes I forget. sometimes I take five steps forward and then I'll take ten steps back and lock myself up in this cage thing but I do know uh, that when I do feel free or remember that I am free and a freestanding man and a Mm -hmm. person I can do whatever it is that I want to do and be responsible for you know myself and any consequences and and, and all that Um, but I feel Mm light I literally Mm -hmm. feel it I feel light I feel uh Joy for happiness when I can, again, when I can remember that I am free. And then there's days when I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, (laughs) you look tired. You look old. I am, I I am worn. I am (laughs) worn down. And and like, again, the last two years, only just recently getting to a place where I was like, okay, I don't feel broken. Or Mm. um, today I don't feel broken. Or an acknowledgement of like, okay, here's this pain. Uh here's this thing that keeps showing up in a different form or whatever. And the quickest way to my healing is like through it, like literally through it. I can't go around it. Can't go under it. Can't go over it. I got to go through it. So now I'm like, I welcome it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not looking for more. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for more, but I know it's just life. Like this, this is more than anything. I'm just clear right now in this moment. I don't know nothing. I have no idea about anything, but this is life. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. I'm grateful.
0: And it's cool. I think that that's a kind of what your 30s are all about. I'm almost smack dab in the middle of mine. And I, yeah, a couple of months. Woo. <laughs> I'm excited, though. I love getting older. I'm like, yeah. I'm the person that's like into it. I just feel like it's such a blessing. Like, I'm getting older. Like, thank right. God. Thank you, God, for another year. But right. I think that, that uh, you know, the point of your 30s is to get to the point that you just said you got to, which is being able to say, this is life. Like, and that that sounds, I just got chills when I said that. That sounds so, like, simplistic. Mm-hmm. But when I was 25, there was never a day that I was like, this is just life. <laughs> I'm being right. seasoned. I This is seasoning. No, not even when I was, like, 29 was I like, right. you know, it's tough, but... This is just how it goes in life. There was, there was like, <laughs> like you don't do that in your. T- I mean, maybe there are some rare, special individuals who did. Like yeah. Oprah was probably someone who was like Definitely. twenty-one. Like this is life. Like she 13. probably
1: <laughs> <laughs> <go> yeah, room. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. There's this is like love. special. <laughs> there's special individuals who like are able to have that type of awareness. For but for most of us, I think that our you know adolescents, our teens, our twenties are are all gearing us up to get to our thirties. And, and at some point, be able to say, this is life. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever is happening is okay. And right. having the awareness that, which is the hardest thing to do, that everything is for our good. Mm-hmm. Even the bad things. Mm-hmm. Even the things that are like, this is the most tragic unbelievable, hurtful, stressful, ridiculous, insane thing that has ever happened to me in my life, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there is good that can come from it. But it's Mm -hmm. a choice, right? It's Mm. it's a mentality, it's a determined mindset to choose to look at the positive and not the negative. So I'm so happy that it sounds like we're both in a space because we both have known each other when we weren't in a space to be able to do that, that we Mm. can both sit here and look at each other with a smile and say, it's just life. Yeah. (laughs) You know, as we kind of like pivot to our careers, like you want to have the expectation of you're talented, you're kind, you're hardworking, you're free, you're all of these things. (laughs) So the expectation should be that, you know, we're consistent working actors. Mm -hmm. That's not. That's <laughs> not how the, how the business goes. <laughs> that's not the. for <laughs> some
1: of us. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and not
0: not for most of us, right? right. Like, right. it's not even some. Right. It's not for most of us, and um, that's a hard thing to reconcile. Like, truly, like <laughs> friend to friend, actor to actor. How do you deal with the with the legitimate, ridiculous ebbs and flows of what we do?
1: I don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, even, you know, there was like, even when we finished, uh, when we rapped, dear white people. So there was like a year and a half after we rapped where I was very frustrated with the business, uh, with this audition process. I felt like I was shooting self-tapes and sending them out into the abyss. I had many conversations <laughs> with my reps. I remember one meeting, I was just on the Zoom with my agents and managers, Was just sitting there eating, like, just listening, (laughs) (laughs) like, something's got to change. I don't know what it is, but uh, this ain't it. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do? At one point, I was like, oh, ain't nobody else going to do it but me. (laughs) So what is it that I want? Like I try to be as specific as possible, and then also to try and shift my perspective instead of thinking like ah f this f that this is all a waste of time it's a waste of time why am I doing this why am I doing this it's like okay well let me just what I want I want to work with people that I love respect Uh, I like their work people you know because now I just say no to stuff that if it's a person that. Uh, call it judgy, whatever, but I know about their character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel I'm good. Um, mm-hmm. So let me find people that I want to work with and love. And let me start reaching out to people that i worked with before and you know, whatnot. So I started to do that. And then a project came uh, at the right time, at the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in alignment with pretty much everything that I said that I wanted for myself. Um, and it was at the right time because I was about to be on OnlyFans. I'm <laughs> um, trying to figure it out. Um, we have bills to pay. We have bills.
0: <laughs> You're about to, to be pay. doing OnlyFans with your sweat rag. Marquis, I read something or heard, rather, mm. I read something interesting and I also heard something interesting, but I'm going to start with the thing that I heard about you. Okay. You Robert. said, I didn't really start looking at myself as an artist until Dear White People. Oh. Now, yes. this struck me as interesting uh, and quite shocking, uh, having known that you've been acting professionally since you were four. You are an incredibly trained tap dancer. You are, uh, you have a beautiful voice. You, you are an artist in every sense of the word. So I want to know, why didn't you look at yourself as an artist until your White People?
1: Interesting. Uh, Well, again, thank you for these nice things that you're saying about me. (sighs) Anytime. I mean them. (laughs) Right back at you. Clearly, we all know. (laughs) Um, Why did (laughs) I feel that way? Uh, Specifically, and it was really like, Dear White People, the show. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: I think maybe after the first season? I okay.
0: Think. So 2016,
1: 16? 2017. Okay. Yeah. Previously, it was like acting overall just felt like something to do. Um, mm. It was never something that I was fully committed to. It was just like, oh, I can, I get to act. I get to do a commercial. I get to make some money. I get to help families sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and it was just something to do. So even when I went to college, because I went to USC and it was public policy planning, management and business and whatnot. I was like, oh, this acting thing is just a hobby. And so Dear White People season one, I guess the character of Reggie just allowed me to dig into a piece of work that I never had that experience before. Um, it was like all these factors and segments of my life combining into like a laser point focus. With Reggie, and more specifically, the show, because there was more to do. We had more to do on the, on the mm-hmm. show. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't... Yeah, even now, like, even even now, like, I, I consider myself an artist, and now even, why I say no to different things, or, like, as you talked about before, my dad taught me how to be free, my mom taught me how to work hard. Like, sometimes that bites me in the ass. Well, not me, but maybe, like reps. Cause I'm like, I need a month off. Uh, mm. Oh, I don't want to be this person who's out here doing movies back to back to back to back to back. I actually want to just like take my time. I don't want to be auditioning while I'm <laughs> laser focused on this one project. I'm trying to get my all to this project and then I'm going to need a m- month break and then, you know, find something else to do. But, um, uh, even now, like, I'm like, what, a, how, what kind of artist do I want to be? I woke up the other day and was like, yeah, I don't feel like my work really reflects the, I mean, it's not weird to me, but you know, my off-centeredness of uh, you know, from society or whatever, my weirdness. Mm-hmm. My the work that I've done doesn't really reflect me mm. now. So um I have to make that stuff. I want to make that stuff. Let me do, you know, i want to be like a make an album. Make yeah. an album a year. Um so not an actual album, but like. The artist who drops an album.
0: Totally. I know what you mean. Wow. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And you know what? I think I kind of agree. I woke up recently and looked at myself in the mirror, since we're talking about mirror talks. And I I was like, Ashley, you haven't even scratched the surface. Mm. Like, I don't think people really know yet fully what I'm capable of? I think some Mm. people do. Like, I think you know, right? Mm -hmm. I think you know what I'm Mm -hmm. capable of. I think you know that I know what you're capable of. I'm talking about, like, in the macro sense. Mm -hmm. But I think part of that I had to take accountability for is because I didn't know. So how can, quote-unquote, the people know Mm -hmm. if I didn't know? Right. But I'm not confused anymore. Right. I know. Right. And I am really excited to see what my personal knowing will produce, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how it will reach and attract others. Like, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. And it sounds like you, and I I think part of that is taking things into my own hands, like you're saying, like, you know, and the, you know, my podcast is is an example of that. You know, like, I Mm -hmm. think that this is a part of me that people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This tracks, you know, that's always been inside of me. But I had to decide I had to connect this dot for myself, Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait for somebody else to connect it. I had to connect it for myself and then allow right. it to blossom as it should, right. but there's no way that this could even be if i didn't if I didn't know that it was possible of being right um, what does that feel like?
1: How does that feel for you?
0: Hmm. It feels good, but but kind of like to take it a step further, the first word that that came to mind was that I feel closer and the thing is, I can't tell you what to. I don't know what I'm closer to, but I do know one that I'm not supposed to know, because then it, it I can't give the glory <laughs> in the way that I'm supposed to. I'm not supposed to know. But I also just know that I, i'm 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 just closer to who I was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, we're talking about like the plan of life. That's also the point. The point is that with each year, with each day, we're just supposed to be inching closer to who God created us to be, who we were purposed to become, mm-hmm. you know, to get closer to the people that we were meant to inspire. Like that's, you know, people are like, what's the, what's the game of life? I think that's the game <laughs> of life. Like it's not, yeah, it, and it's a game that should be fun to play, even in the tough times. It's like, you know, we always know that you know, for every if you play something enough and if you if you have your head in the game, I don't care if you're on the most losing team, you're going to win a game. <laughs> There's going to be a game that you're going to win.
1: Right. You right. might lose right. 30,
0: but you're going to win right. one at some point. As long as your your head is in long. the game and you're committed and you know, you believe in yourself and whatever, you're going to get the W. Right. But
1: right.
0: you got to you got to you got to stay Charged up and inspired through the L's, like that's that's and that's the hardest thing to do. So, how would you say that you do that for yourself? How do you stay charged up through the L's in order to get to the
1: W's? I think now, because like previously in previous years or whatever, I think I would be like, okay, you know, you just gotta stay positive, just gotta you know push through and not feel and then but I think now. How I, quote unquote, stay charged up through the L's is actually by not staying charged up through Mm. the L's um, by just accepting the L's. And I don't know if I always recognize an L as an L. Um, I feel like at this moment in my life, things are what they are. And the quicker that I can accept things as they are and not resist whatever it is, I don't know, the, the more present mm-hmm. I can be. If it happened two minutes ago, it happened two minutes ago. Mm. If it happened, 10 years ago, it happened 10 years ago, like what's actually happening for me now. Yeah. Um, and just breathing, just breathing, letting go, walking through. So, um, hmm. acceptance. Long answer, just to say acceptance of things as they are, and doing my best not to to judge hmm. whatever it is. Yeah,
0: and most importantly, judge yourself. I think right. I, like we're so judgmental of ourselves. Like, and ultimately, if you're if you're if you're incredibly judgmental of yourself, then it makes it easier for you to be judgmental of others. Right right? Right. It's, it's like, it's, it's a muscle that you're building up. So it's easy. It's easy to be a judgmental person if you're constantly judging yourself all day. Um, and you know, we're smart enough to know that doesn't do us any good. So I'm I'm happy that you're in a place of, it just sounds like acceptance.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, right now. And even as we are talking about ages and you know what the 20s before with the 30s before i'm looking at people that are like oh the 50s and the 60s i can't even imagine <laughs> us at 50 60 if the if this 30 thing is like oh you know you're just getting closer to yourself and letting go of this bs and all these shells that you built on and conditions and based on society and family and this you're letting all that stuff go and then you just keep letting stuff go as you keep getting older and wiser and you know groaner, <laughs> whatever. I cannot tell you. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait, but I can. Mm-hmm. Got no rush, <laughs> but I, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, of course I can't, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, those times. God, yeah, really.
0: it, it's crazy. We, um, my great aunt, who will be 91 this year. Hey, <laughs> (laughs) living, yes. Aunt Babe. Shout out to Aunt Babe. 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 Shout Um, out to Aunt Babe. She lives in Newport News. Okay. So she's in 757. Yes. And she is the most, I mean, she was always, I mean, my whole life, she was like this. So, I mean, I guess when did I meet Aunt Babe? She was in her 60s or something like that. But or yeah, late 50s or something like that. But she's always been the most like I don't care what you think type of person. Like, this is what I'm on. If you can't get into it. And, you know, I think growing up, we, you know, we were always like, dang, I'm babe. Like, I mean, (laughs) and she's even more that at, I mean, almost 91. But, but it's like, to your point, of course she's that way. Because she... 30 years before I met her, she was doing all these talks that we're talking about right now. And then she just kept shedding and shedding and shedding until she just got like, you know what? Can't nobody tell me to do nothing I don't want to do. Can't nobody say something to me that I don't want to hear. Like, and it's a beautiful place to be because to me, it goes back to what we started with, which is she's free. Mm -hmm. She's free. Mm -hmm. Like, and if... Mm -hmm. And if, and if you're at like the late stages of life, I think the point is to be as free as you can be, right? Like that is the goal. If you're feeling constricted yep. and holding on to stuff and, you know, confused and scared, all of those things, that, that's a different type of quality of life. But mm-hmm. I have to look at Aunt Babe and actually be really inspired by how free and how, how she's a thousand percent her every day. Like every single day, nobody can come in and change her. And that is just that. I think, you know, what we're saying, we aspire Mm -hmm. to be that. Um,
1: Definitely. For sure.
0: Marquis, when you look at your life, just like close your eyes, look at your life. What would you say? Let's be looking at it. (laughs) If you were to pinpoint a moment that was what we could call a trials to triumphs moment in your life, make it or break it moment in your life. What was that moment and what did it teach you?
1: Yeah. Um, I guess technically like growing up and being homeless, not living on the street, but like living with family throughout different years, family, uh, friends, motels, hotels, just at different pivotal moments, even in like high school when I'm like applying for colleges but I'm in this motel trying to mm. type on this laptop where the internet or the ethernet or whatever is like going in and I gotta go to the library and this scholarship thing done. Um, mm. Because I had the most shame around it at the time. Um, the most shame. Uh, even in places where we lived, I never really wanted friends to come over mm. um, just because I was like, oh, you know. Because also I was acting too. So yeah. in my head, I let the projections of other people like, oh, you, you, you on TV, you do this, blah, 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 which I would lie about and say that I wasn't <laughs> on TV when they would literally like print out pictures, screen grabs and like start taping it on walls. <laughs> and like, this is you. And, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but I just had so much shame and embarrassment around my situation, around what, you know, was my family situation at various points, various different times. And so, um, now, um, you know, just how I live now, how we live now, where we live now, like owning a home and stuff was never like, I didn't see it as like an accomplishment or whatever. And I also had, you know, some, a little survivor's remorse, like when we first moved here. Um, but I let that go. I worked through it. And, um, uh, yeah, just to, honestly, I feel like just to be alive today um, uh, through all the different things, all the different patterns of my life, looking back on, okay, I'm still doing this thing. Or, okay, how do I, what was that there to teach me? How do I get out of that, you know, moving forward? Oh, here it is again. Here's this thing showing up again. You thought you was done with it 20 years ago, but here here it is. Um I think that's the triumph to be here sitting with you right here being able to breathe in your
0: home in your in my home,
1: home you yeah
0: know,
1: uh in the AC mm. you know it's a privilege um so that that's the that's the 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 triumph for mm. sure just to be alive right here right now with you <laughs> that's beautiful yeah.
0: Marquis, what has been your takeaway from our conversation
1: oh um that I'm closer to uh, letting go, and I have my moments. Everything is cyclical, so this was like a you know a therapy session for me. It was like a morning pages because I didn't get to do it this morning. I didn't. I didn't every morning I like write out my you know my thoughts and stuff, yeah. and feelings and stuff. And I think this took the place of that. Mm. So thank you. I feel open. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that that brought that just um, brought tears to my eyes. That you feel closer to letting something that seems heavy go. You know, mm. like that. That my friend is saying that he's ready to lighten his load that That brings me joy, and if the pod brought you closer to that, then that's just
1: beautiful. Um, amen,
0: yeah, amen.
1: Unconditional happiness.
0: unconditional happiness yeah and and if that and if letting this go means you're getting closer to that, then I mean what what a blessing. My takeaway is that you to me are an example of someone who's been in my life through so many stages of my life and my career. And in so many ways we've grown up together, you know, I, I don't know, I probably met you. I was like 23, 24. Um, And, you know, my takeaway is just to always hold on to people like you, to the people that have stuck around through all the seasons, have believed in you through all the seasons, have shown up for you in all the seasons, have prayed for you in all the seasons, haven't judged you through all the seasons, that you've had fun with through all the seasons. That's my takeaway, that you are that person. You are one of those people for me. And I'm just so grateful to have your friendship, Marquis. And I'm so grateful, too, that we got to share the experience of Joelle and Reggie together i think that in so many ways for us to collectively but also individually it changed our lives and i'm happy that we will always have that to talk about to go back to to reminisce about to learn from whatever it is you are my partner in that for sure so i just want you to know i thank you i love you and i honor you marquis thank you so much for coming on
1: Ashley, playing fantasy, <laughs> thank you. All the things back—the evolution of you and your career and your life—and I mean, like you said, we've been there, we've been, we've seen it, we've grown, we've learned—you yeah. know, all those things. It's very cool to see and to yeah. witness, and uh, again, for you to keep shining a light and doing your damn thing—it's a beautiful thing to see. Always rooting for you, always supporting you. And, I know. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you for this, this, this work that you. You know, that you're doing. And uh, thank you for having me.
0: After the credits, the groundbreaking icon Marquis would have loved to star alongside. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lentigua. Managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Editing assistants from Jordan Cowling, mixed by Kojin Tashiro. Assistant producers are Michelle Baker and Shanice Tyndall. If you enjoyed listening to this episode and we hope you do, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast to ensure you hear the next one. Marquis, who from history would you have wanted as a co-star and why?
1: Maya Angelo. Yes yeah,
0: yes. yeah. Yeah.
1: So why? Why, why not? Maya? Uh because I love her voice I just loved her spirit her energy her work her craftsmanship her just seemed like dedication to humanity yeah good bad messy straight like just just humanity uh, the human experience Woo! <laughs> okay
0: Marquis, we did it <laughs> thank yeah, you my friend. We did
1: it.